This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in, and by name, I am your priest. Settle down, everyone. It's time for the Sunday Sermon and FA Cup Special. For the second year in succession, Mansfield Town come away from the Stadium of Lights by reaching round two, courtesy of a 1-0 victory. This time, Reese Oates, the man on fire and on the score sheet inside the opening six minutes, scoring in front of a loud and proud Mansfield Town following faithful. It was a victory and a performance which had been coming for weeks from Nigel Clough's men celebrating the year anniversary of him signing on the dotted line and as the Stags get themselves into the hat for round two we're asking as Nigel Clough moves into year two of his tenure where will this victory take us? Will it propel us up the League Two table in terms of confidence and progression and team togetherness or will it just be one of those days to remember Let's hope it's the former and that it kickstarts our season even more. On Tuesday night, it's the dead rubber of the Papa John's Trophy and then on Saturday, it's a trip to Stevenage. A busy month is upcoming for Nigel Clough and the Stags. But for now, let's reflect on and remember yesterday's epic victory at the Stadium of Light. The Stadium of Noise and the Stadium of Pride from a Mansfield Town perspective. This is the Sunday Sermon, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Get involved and have your say in the live feed right now as Mansfield Town get themselves in the hat for round two of the Emirates FA Cup.
Remember, remember the 6th of November, the date that Nigel Clough signed his Stags contract and then a year later took his side to the Stadium of Light and got another 1-0 victory to put Mansfield Town in the second round of the Emirates FA Cup. What a day yesterday was at the Stadium of Light. This is a Sunday sermon for us to look back on yesterday's game and reflect on a uh, nice victory to put us into round two of the FA Cup. Back-to-back wins for the Stags, back-to-back clean sheets as well. You can tell that we're doing well because returning to the podcast, Cam Felton's with us. Evening. Good evening. Uh, I am also aware that my pitch quality is a little bit poor tonight. For some reason, I'm having uh, internet issues. I personally uh, blame Cam for returning because it's been fine. And then he comes back and all of a sudden, uh, my connection is uh, dodging in uh, in and out. But we'll stick with it and we'll try our best tonight. Also joining us, uh, the man who also joined us in uh, car school yesterday, as it was uh, as it was called, uh, Clive Parking. Clive, um, you know, it was a, a good afternoon and a good day out yesterday. Um Still, a lot of people still buzzing after that result and performance. It was a great day out. Even if you ignore the football for a moment, it was a great great day out. We had a good trip in the car. We did all sorts of fun and games in the car with you setting up various music quizzes, quizzes and intro quizzes. I did particularly well on the 60s and 70s music and bugger all on the noughties. But that's to be expected. Cam, on the other hand, came into his own on the noughties and in daytime television intro music. Yeah, he certainly knew the theme tune to Hollyoaks. More on that later on. Let's delve into yesterday's game. Get involved, as always, and have your your uh, say on your team. Uh, first comment we're going to read tonight is from uh, SAFC Fan TV. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on to our channel yesterday. Just tuning in quickly as we are live on the air from Seven. Congratulations on uh, the win. Thanks very much. Uh, great to uh, have a little cameo on yours yesterday. And Cam, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you because I watched the footage back last night, right? So it was me that started off the interview. They grabbed me as I was putting my uh, stuff in the bag. Cam runs behind the other side of the car, does a little cooey wave, and then, as always, gate crashes the bloody picture. <laughs> it was like a scuttling uh, groupie. Yeah. I, I just thought, oh, I'll get, get in the background. And the, 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 the host noticed, so I thought, I, I, I came round to the, to the other side of the car. And he was like, oh, I think your friend wants to go. I was like, yeah, go on then. I'll, I'll I mean, take that. That's the, first, that's the first point I took umbrage to because he said friend. Acquaintance. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, right, so I've been with Huddersfield today, so I've not got changed yet. And I was going to leave this on. But you know what? After all these weeks of being an embarrassment as a Mansfield fan. Oh, no, he's stripping. You can actually oh, wear the shirt with pride forms. For a minute. Actually... For, for a quick minute. I, I was hoping to God that you had a top on and that, you know, sometimes when you take a hoodie off and your shirt rides up, we've, we've done so well with viewers, no. I was just hoping that that did not happen then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it's been embarrassing to me. It's been, it's been questionable and embarrassing to be a Stags fan at some points this season, but you know what? After yesterday and after last Saturday as well, it's just brilliant. It's a wave of, of emotion and a wave of hype, but... It's it's the start of good things, hopefully, and and we can build on this momentum. So, um, also the early kickoff meant I could actually make it to the podcast this evening. So that that might jinx things a little bit, but hey ho. 
Well, I mean, we are half an hour late starting because we gave you an extra half an hour, ha- an hour, and also there's no Nathan tonight because he's suddenly got man flu, whatever that is. So, uh, I think you might. I think basically what's happened is you, we've seen, we saw him yesterday. We've started winning games. You've dropped a little poison into his halftime coffee just to sneak yourself back onto the podcast. It's absolutely shocking work. But uh, welcome back. Um, hopefully we'll see you when we start losing again. I mean, when we start uh, performing badly again. But for now, let's focus on the positives and delve into your comments. Uh, get involved and have your say on your team uh, throughout the next hour or so right here on the Sunday Sermon. Kicking us off, Steve says, still absolutely buzzing. Sean, fantastic day out. Steve also says, and only four players from last year's game played. How times have changed. Roy says, Good evening. Uh, Gary says mixed loyalty, uh, mixed loyalty, Sunderland fan, but work for and play for, uh, play walking football uh, for the Stags. Uh, Roger says well done, Stags, but everyone loves uh, Clough now. Um, also, uh, Richard's been in touch to say, shame we were so high up in the gods, but great day out and good to see you prior uh, to the game. Yeah, excellent to meet you. We always love uh, people coming over and saying uh, hello. Um, also says, uh, should always be wearing your shirt with pride, Cam, no matter how useless we have been at this at times this season. Uh, he's always wearing his shirt. He's a student. He can't afford washing, so he's always wearing that shirt. Anyway, uh, Richard says, great result, but Bishop made a crucial world-class save against Tranmere. And again, yesterday, uh, Richard didn't see too many Clough out uh, rants on social media after this result. Absolutely not. Um, and uh, Richard also says, uh, that's what Bishop is there to do. Absolutely. Well, let's delve into that uh, first and foremost. Clive, we've been critical sometimes of... Um, Clough and uh, sometimes he's he's, uh, handling towards the fans. But yesterday, brilliant atmosphere and well-received by Clough and his team as well, which is exactly uh, what we wanted to see. That togetherness at the end, that whole unity coming down to clap the fans, staying after the full-time whistle, staying out for those extra couple of minutes, the passion when we scored the goal, that's all we ever asked for. And yesterday was as good an away day as I can remember for a very long time. Yeah, it's the the P word, passion. That's all we've been asking for. And uh, yesterday, the, the the team and the management had the same level of passion as the fans did, and it showed at the end of the game. In fact, throughout the game, players were were very much in contact with the emotions on this on the very high stand we were in. Um, notably, Quinn. You know, he 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 wears his heart on his sleeve, and he certainly uh, responds very very well to uh, the fans who are watching the game. So I thought yesterday they did exactly the right thing. They all came over at the end. We all, you know, all the fans by and large stayed to, to give them the applause they merited and they returned that. Yeah, atmosphere-wise, Cam, yesterday as well. Sunderland, I don't, we were sort of speaking to the, the stewards before the game and they tend to put away fans up in the gods anyway because the atmosphere theoretically is supposed to float up and away out of the stadium, whereas their atmosphere is more contained in the middle but you could tell listening back to some of the radio commentaries some of the highlights watching the highlights and listening to some of the videos and, and that today as well that the Mansfield fans boy did they make themselves heard yesterday yeah I think what sums it up the most is the fact that um the the full-time reaction video that the club released yesterday where it's literally just the final like five seconds of the game and the full-time whistle you could hit even though Whoever was filming this was right down the other end where the Sunderland fans were sat. They were booing, but you could still hear our lot. Yes, it was full-time and we were going mental because we'd just won, but you could still hear us over 
over the Sunderland fans. And it's just like, yes, you, you're on a... It's not like they're even on a bad run. Yes, they've lost three They've, they've lost three in a row, but they're still what, fourth, fifth in mm. League One. Uh, and yes, <laughs> they got hammered by Rotherham. Uh, 5-1 and I think they lost 3-0 three, three to Chef Wednesday but it might just think they don't like West York, uh, don't like South Yorkshire that might just be the thing but um, I, I think it's a bit unjust the amount of fans not turning it up because if if that had been at the one call you'd have still had three and a half four thousand there and in the in the context of everything that's that's a not a bad attendance for us, considering the size of our ground. But it's so strange when you get to go to those grounds and it's just empty. Because I suppose yeah. it, it gave us that platform to be like, oh, let's go and out-sing them. Because well, if they're not going to turn up, it's like we saw before the game, obviously the way that they were selling their tickets, there was only like four or five blocks on that side being sold. It was like, oh, right. So we could tell that they're not bothered at all. So... Us as fans have gone in with the mentality is make as much racket as possible, make it as hostile and intimidating as possible and see if the players react to it. And to be fair, they did. From the first whistle, just that pressing and the and the high energy and the high tempo, you could tell that the players were were really going off the atmosphere and it was that, that extra 10% that they needed to to get over the line and you could see it in the last 20 minutes for example when we were absolutely out on our arses um, and we were just the players just, just kept going and going and going because the crowd were just going it was it was just insane and and we were fortunate to sit sort of like at the front um, in like on the, on the very front row so we got everyone signed and it was just absolutely incredible to be part of that and to be here everything and after so much negativity this season it's just finally good to something positive and and not too many negative comments and it's just nice to be able to go and actually enjoy a, a game of football yeah it was and I think you know you made a good point there about pressing from the front I think uh, early doors obviously we got the early goal which obviously helped the atmosphere Clyde but one thing for me um is is the whole thing around if we start well and the fans react to that then that's a, a positive for me it bounces off each other if we're seeing the commitment early doors from the fans then you know the the players know <clears> that the commitment is there and that they drive it up an extra five ten percent and that's you know exactly what we asked for again yeah i mean the, the fans couldn't have given much more support than they did um uh, and at the end of the day the players get what they give if they give it out then they'll get it back in spades and i think um Yesterday, it all clicked. It all worked. And the early goal was a real bonus. I'm always worried about early goals where Staggers are concerned because we've then got 80-odd minutes to survive. <laughs> and uh, we did it very, very well. And and, uh, and I think the, the, the win was really well earned. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Just going back to the attendance for a second, which hasn't been published, um, it's difficult to know how many people are in the stadium because it's a big stadium and I'm not used to seeing big stadiums. It looked completely empty apart from the main... Uh, opposite camera blocks um, on the side which they were occupying and the, the top tier above the oxygen level where we were. Um, but, but I think probably about 4,000 of their lot. So nobody gets big gates in the first round of the FA Cup anyway, do they? No matter who they are. So I think Ipswich was 8,000 yesterday. That would be the biggest gate, I would have thought. 
Yeah, certainly was. I think um, again, Sunderland's a place where we, you know, we were desperate almost to go last season. Didn't manage to get that opportunity, and I think that's can why uh, a lot of fans would have flocked there yesterday, regardless of a potential result just to go and experience it, to tick off that new ground and then to, to win in the way we did made it all that extra extra bit special. Yeah, I would say when we, when we got to the ground, um, we were talking about just like the, the, the area. It's like you look and the first thing you see when you get to the ground is the, the big, um, <coughs> what's it called? What, the black, black Cat House. Mm. It's like the ticket office and the, the admin office, and it's like wow! It, it just shows that that the, the levels that clubs are at. You go to somewhere like Forest Green, and you're literally in a shed, and then you the stadium alike, which is what 45,000. Nothing's in the stadium; everything's in external buildings, and it's all nice and shiny. It's just it doesn't happen often. Sunderland shouldn't be where they are. They shouldn't at all be where they are. But they are. And you've <laughs> got to try and enjoy it because usually that, that would be a third round tie. Like we were saying when we spoke to the, the Sunderland guys, it, it was like, it feels like a third round tie because you get to go to this massive stadium that you think it, it's not. It's a first round tie. We're automatically going to play against this level. So it's, it does bring it back down to earth a little bit because it is just the first round. But it was going to be a big game no matter what. Like if we'd have got hammered, we'd have still taken over a thousand because it's Sunderland. It's a big game. It's so it's just, yeah. It's just one of them things, really, isn't it? Let's turn our attention back to, to Mansfield and uh, a comment from Jim Clive. O'Toole looks a useful acquisition. Looks like he will be good for us. Of course, he came in uh, to the side yesterday and, uh, you know, made uh, his, his first full start. He came on as a sub the game before, but started this week. Nigel Clough said after the game it was him or Will Forrester. Went with a little bit of experience and uh, it looks like he'd, uh, he'd not been away for... For, for so long he's not played a, a game of football for six odd months he's been training with a handful of teams but he slotted into centre half and was exactly the type of player that we were we were missing yeah he looks to be a naturally fit individual doesn't he because um, he could have been excused for expecting not to survive the 90 minutes but he did and he didn't seem to be losing any power towards the end big question though if Faz Rawson's wife hadn't been in the later stages of pregnancy would um, O'Toole have been playing Mm, probably not. Faz would have probably um, would have probably played that one, but uh, I think you know O'Toole has come in and, and given Clough a, a bit of a headache. We'll see him again on Tuesday, Cam. But what did you uh, what did you make of his performance at Sunderland yesterday? You, you couldn't have asked any of him to. I don't think he. I don't think he did a bad job at all. I, don't, I can't remember him particularly losing any headers or losing the ball at all. It just solid. I mean, as a centre back, it's like you're completely different. When you get into a side, it's not like you oh, the amount of passes you make, the amount of uh, shots you have. It's like how many times have you lost the ball? How many headers have you won? It's just one of the things. It's like I wouldn't really say that he had a, anything particularly to worry about. I think just as the defensive line in general just did a very good job. He, he, played, he bounced off well with um, 
Elliot Hewitt on his right-hand side, Ollie Hawkins on his left, and it, it felt like the defence had played together for a very long time. Never mind, it was the first time that those four had played together. It, it's just one of them things. It's like, how, how do you know what they're going to play like until you put him in a big game situation? And he's, he's, he's one of them, how do you go about getting a new player into the team and he's quite fortunate that he's that Faz has obviously had not been able to play because would he have made it into the team? Probably not. I, not the starting lineup anyway. Well, but, there's a second the second part to my question really uh, here because if yeah. uh, if uh, Faz had been able to be selected, we assumed he would have played, and therefore O'Toole would not. Um, and if then next time round Faz is back available and O'Toole's available. Does that give the gaffer the confidence to move our centre forward back to his prime position, or do we stick with Hawkins at the back because he's doing a great job? That, that's a tough one. That's a very tough one because, like uh, Richard said in the comments, since Hawkins moved into the back forward, looks solid. Uh, and yeah, say like you were saying, then moving him forward if Oates is fit enough and uh, saying you no know, tool played well, yeah. What does the gaffer do? Because Rawson has improved over the last... He's been getting, slowly getting better all season from the disastrous couple of games at the start. Um, same with Elliot Hewitt, though. He's improved over the last couple of weeks. And what do you do? Obviously, Callum Gordon's fit, nearly 100% fit. So is, is Gordon going to come back in the squad instead of Hewitt? Is is Rawson going to automatically go back into the squad? Is is Hawkins going to go back up front because we've got a fit back line? I, <laughs> I feel very sorry for the the management team at the moment because I don't think O'Toole deserves to be dropped. But then again, does Rawson deserve to be sat on the bench? No, not at all. Uh, and does Hawkins deserve to be dropped? No, it, it's. Uh, I, I, yeah, I feel really sorry for Nigel Clough and the rest of his team to try and work out how to, to keep everybody happy whilst also putting out the best squad that we can. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Richard says, why uh, why it change it if it's not broke? Um, Richard says, uh, since Hawkins moved into the back four, we have looked solid and any thoughts of moving him is crazy. If Oates is fit enough, even... Um, uh, if Oates is fit, even though O'Toole played well. Um, it said on Sunderland's Twitter site, says Paul last night that Mansfield took uh, 1355 um, up to Sunderland um, yesterday. And Forest Green are losing 3 2 to St Albans City in the Cup. We'll run through all the FA Cup. Uh, uh, scores later. Jim says, for me, Hawkins has to stay where he is. We finally shut the back door and got a solid unit and results are being built on that. I guess a lot of the partnerships issue, Clive, will come down to um, what we do on uh, on Tuesday night. We'll talk more about Tuesday night in general later. Um, but it looks like uh, Clough says that basically the, the, cent the central back pairing on Tuesday will be O'Toole and Forrester. Yeah, I think it's got to do. He's got to do that to find out just how good they are together, away from our others. Because uh, he's, he's gone from a situation of having nobody to fill the gaps to having, the, if you, by comparison, an abundance of riches, and it's a headache that every manager wants to have, of course. Um, but if if Forrester comes through, it's an, it's another option, and we've not seen anything of him yet. 
We've seen O'Toole play this one game and he, he did nothing wrong at all um, and looked like he belonged in the side. But Faz has been playing out of, well, he's been, he's been the best player on average for the last half dozen games. So I think, um, I think it's very difficult to not go back to Hawkins and, and, and Rawson as the centre pairing, um, even if that means that we, we tend to disappoint the new guys. But, you know, that these Hawkins and, and Rawson are, are on our payroll. The others are loanies, aren't they? So you've got to get that bit right. Yeah, you certainly have. It's an interesting one to to try and have and uh, to try and see uh, what happens, of course. Uh, but I'm sure as the uh, the season goes on, we will uh, try and bring things uh, back to a bit more reality. We'll hear from Nigel Clough uh, in just a uh, in just a second. Keep your comments coming in and have your say uh, on your team. It'd be interesting to see uh, what more reaction we get and how we build on this uh, for the remainder of the the season. Uh, another good performance yesterday, Clive, was that of Reese Oates who. Uh, scored the goal for the Stags um, early doors inside the opening six minutes. Um, he's improving week upon week upon week. He is. His work rate's been good ever since he's been in the squad. Uh, but he's, yesterday it was phenomenal. Um, and of course, he had a bit of luck to get the opportunity to score the goal that he did, but he took it. And, uh, you know, that's goals in the last two games. I th- I'm, I think he's, he's a man for our future as well. So, you know, I'm putting aside what's happening at the moment, I think he would be um, a building block uh, for next year. He's got age on his side and he looks to be a good enough League Two player to me. There was some doubt when he first came, but I think that was just because of the circumstances. Uh, More on O'Toole and... um... Uh, Simon has been in touch to say a lot of people are naming their man of the match and it was very hard to choose but not many have mentioned O'Toole who I thought was solid at the back and to say he hadn't played a league game for six months could him and Rawson uh, be a partnership which allows Hawkins <laughs> to go back up front as you guys mentioned uh, earlier uh, Mark also says can we do a Bolton and rise from the ashes look a completely different side to Northampton away having some players back is certainly helping and if we get a couple of quality players in January then who knows not getting carried away though small steps but we we look full of togetherness and passion now. Long may it continue. That's the key thing, isn't it, Cam? Taking it game by game by game. Because in reality, we've only got two back-to-back wins. Uh, only one sort of uh, win, really, realistically, in the league following the end of that bad period uh, which we had. The proof will be in the pudding in two or three weeks' time when we've got more league fixtures uh, under our belt. This was just a nice welcome break. Great to get a result, but the proof will be in the pudding in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it is, but you also look at, back at last season, we used this as a springboard to to start turning around. Yes, it was a, very coincided with the, the whole new manager bounce thing, obviously Clough coming in and we then go and win a couple of games. Um, but it, it was this game that really spurred it on this time last season. So, it, it, a complete completely different situations compared to last season though that's the thing we had a lot of the pressure was going on us obviously going into the game against Sunderland we got a result that we didn't expect and then we managed to turn it around but there wasn't as much pressure last season compared to this obviously last season Clough was was new to the job he was just getting in so it's not like he's treading on on thin ice because he knows that his job's at risk. Whereas compared to this season, we, we could only be a loss away from him losing his job. You never know because of the situation that we're in. Yes, we've started to slowly turn things around. Obviously, picking up um, 
three points last weekend and then a, a very good performance yesterday uh, and getting our place in round two. But there's still a long way to go and there's still a lot of work to be done. So, yeah, like you said, it, it, we'll see in a couple of games' time, but we'll, we can you just use this as momentum. And I don't think we'll, we'll miraculously turn it around before Christmas. It like, might be uh, very much just like gradually building as the season goes on, but... Like last season, use it as a springboard, see where we are in a couple of games. I don't think we can tell too much just from the last two games, but it's it's a starting it's a starting block and we've just gotta keep the momentum, keep silly mistakes, keep the sloppiness out of the way and we'll yeah, we'll just see where we are in a couple of games time. More of your comments to come, more chat about Sunderland uh, as well. Plus, we'll turn our attention to the Papa John's Trophy on uh, on Tuesday night and have a look at the players who will be playing in that one and the opportunity for them to get minutes under the belt and put themselves into Nigel Clough's uh, frame of thinking. But first, let's get a final bit of reaction from uh, the Stags camp from yesterday as we hear from Stags boss Nigel Clough, who after the game spoke to I Follow Stags. Yeah, it was a wonderful performance. Uh, I think the organisation and the, the shape of the team uh, restricted a, a very good side uh, to just a handful of opportunities and I thought we created especially in the first half uh, a similar number ourselves so very very difficult uh, team to pick today uh, in terms of the personnel uh, mostly and uh, and also the formation and we ummed and ahed right until sort of lunchtime today uh, we were trying to get away get Danny Johnson and the team as well but uh, in a 4-5-1 you just need Reese Oates' energy uh, and everything up top which meant Danny missed out um, and obviously losing Faz Rawson, uh, JJ stepped in uh, and was magnificent. When you come and you get an early goal, it's funny we watched a bit of Southampton Villa last night. I think Southampton scored after two minutes and then defended very well for the rest of it and a couple of scares. But you're always going to have a, a few scares in over that period of time. Um, but if you're organised enough, and I thought we were enough of a threat on the break, especially first half, uh, to have got a second one. 1-0 one is an absolutely lovely score uh, away from home. Two's better. Uh, and I thought we had a couple of opportunities um, to get that second goal in the first half. Two clean sheets on the spin, a couple of victories. Brilliant for confidence. And uh, we can't go. The, the supporters today were absolutely incredible. Uh, we heard them from the first minute uh, until obviously it's ten, five, ten minutes after the game. And you know when you're up against it and you're on your knees, that keeps you going as a player and it spurs you on. Uh, so absolutely brilliant for them today. We've got a clear week by in the uh, Newcastle game in the FL Trophy, so we've got a clear week to recover. Uh, and then three in the week after that. So uh, busy time coming up, uh, but it's lovely we've got through. Uh, hopefully earned a few quid and we're in the hat. We weren't technically in charge a year ago. Uh, we were sitting up there in the, the stand watching, but uh, we felt the pride when we, we played a Nick to 1-0 last year. And, uh, in some ways, I thought it was a better performance today in Mosaic because we've been here a year, but I thought Sunderland have developed and progressed a lot in that 12 months as well. And I, I thought we probably had to be a bit better today. It must have been. Uh, they sounded a lot more than that. Uh, and none of them have left before the end. Uh, and it just shows, I think, uh, hopefully the bond that's growing. I think that's always been there, even with the defeats between the supporters and the, and the players. Byron Northampton where we were uh, rubbish and we let them down. I don't think we've done that too many times, even in the defeats this season. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. Apologies if you heard uh, if the uh, stream dropped out at the uh, the start of Mr Clough's uh, interview there. Um, obviously, we were having a little bit of uh, issues with my connection at the start. So, uh, did a bit of tinkering during that. And uh, hopefully, touch wood, we should all be uh, a little bit better 
now, although many will say that with it being a full connection, you can see my face more. So perhaps we should plug the old cable back in so it all goes uh, fuzzy. Do you know what I, I say to those people? Socking, that socking. I hope that played as well. Did you hear? Um, Cam's laughing. I heard it. There you go. Uh, more on that later on. But first, um, duty bound uh, to uh, to give this sh- this a shout out. Of course, the Stags back in league action next Saturday as they head for Stevenage in Skybet League Two. You can travel with the Stags Supporters Association, who have had a, a second coach uh, to uh, to to take fans. To the game, it's fifteen pounds if you're an amber member, twenty pounds if you're a blue member, twenty five if you're a non-member. To book your space on the coach, it's oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven. That's call oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven. Departure time from the One Call Stadium is at ten a.m. Uh, the reference to those clips, uh, by the way, which I played uh, there. Uh, Cam, would you uh, would you like to explain a little bit more on uh, on on that? So uh, this morning I was uh, travelling to um, Huddersfield for my um, placement for through uni, and I, ju- I just usually I just watched the highlights from the game from the day before because the the, the highlights and the the actual goal clips usually go on at about twelve o'clock on a Sunday. So I'm on the train when um, these these videos go up, but. Um, I had to get an earlier train today because we had an earlier kickoff, and because I couldn't do that, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to search Sunderland versus Mansfield and just see what see what comes up. So obviously, the Sunderland fan TV that came up, so I watched that. Um, I watched it last night, but I watched um, their match preview to see what they were saying before the game as well, um, and then I found I found a a watch along. And I was just skipping through the bits where it was like, where, like the important bits. So when we scored, it was, it was like moaning and this, that, and the other. And then at the full time, it was just so funny because he's listening to like their I follow or their radio yeah. coverage. Obviously, he can't broadcast it. So he was just listening to himself as like a watch along. And then people were talking about the game in, in the comments. Um, mm-hmm. And just when the full time whistle went, it was just like, Mansfield have won it. Um, Mansfield have beaten us again um, for the second time, uh, second time in in a year. One nil. Um, Lee Johnson, you're a disgrace. Shocking, shocking. Oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. I think this bit's my favourite bit. What an absolute embarrassment! Twentieth in League Two. Twentieth in League Two. Yes, well done. You've done. You've done your, done your research. Well done. Um, oh, dearie me. That did actually slightly annoy me yesterday. I mean, you know, I, I guess national media-wise, it, it's an easy story to pick up on, Clive, because, you know, we are in League Two. Our league position isn't great, and we've said that. There are, there are various reasons for it. But it, was, it almost felt like some national media outlets yesterday were comparing it to, like, a Bishop Stortford or a Rainworth Miners Welfare knocking out a Manchester United the reality of it is, there's only one league between the two, and they've been in that league division for for some time now. I wouldn't call it a a, a massive, massive scalp. It's not like we nicked a 90th minute winner and we were played off the pitch for for 89 minutes and we just got lucky because it came off the keeper's ass. We actually outplayed them and we're, we're the better side. It's I, I just 
find this this thing of these so-called bigger clubs, and this is no disrespect to any Sunderland fan or, or them as a club, but the national media-wise, I just find this whole attitude of bigger clubs being in lower divisions and having a divine right to win a game. It's absolute... That was instead of me swearing. Yeah, it's about perceptions, isn't it? I mean, mm. uh, Sunderland is perceived to be a top-end team and some would argue they ought to be. They're clearly not because they haven't earned the right or they lost their right through bad performances. Um, but we're, all, we're, we're on the other hand, we're seen as a bottom-dwelling club and, and uh, that's because we have been for a while. You know, we've not long since come into the league in real terms. So I think I can understand that. I don't support it. And clearly on the pitch, there was very little between the two teams yesterday, in fairness. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go back to some more of your comments. And if you've got anything else to say, drop it in the comments in the live feed right now. If you listen to the audio version of this, if you're on your way to work or out for a run or wherever you choose to listen to the audio version of this and you want to come and join us for the live experience, um, we are on every Sunday, usually at six o'clock on the Sunday sermon, but Cam decided he wanted to join us and couldn't make six o'clock. So we pushed it back to half six tonight. And we're usually on in the week as well. We always say we ish and we always say check our social media pages um for full details uh ryan's been in touch and says at the minute with us winning i'd not be making changes we have those better players at bench to prevent further injuries or suspensions it's good not to rely on only 11 players yeah it's very encouraging cam to see uh certain players uh, coming back into the fold now and more options there because a couple of weeks ago we were really struggling for options at centre half and now all of a sudden we've got Junjo O'Toole who looks even though he's been out of the game for six months um looks fit enough to to play and to be starting regularly Ollie Hawkins as we said has established himself there we've got Will Forrester who's uh, seemingly now knocking on the door he'll be making his first uh, first start for the club on Tuesday night we've also got you know the uh, Faz Rawson, who didn't play yesterday. We've got Elliot Hewitt as an option there as well because you've got Kel Gordon coming back into the fold. We've gone from very little to having uh, more and more options now, which is certainly encouraging for Nigel Clough going forward. Yeah, it is. I think the one of the biggest things for me yesterday was the fact that we were able to make substitutions, but we weren't making them for the sake of making them. We were actually able to bring players on that, that could influence the game. Obviously, Resos pulled up with with something. I don't know whether that was just taking him off as a precaution. I'd imagine it probably was to bring Jordan Bowery on. Mm. Mostly before where we've been extremely threadbare because we've had all these injuries. We've now got the players back, and but it, you look at the way we've performed and the, the just the whole mentality of the team. You look at where players have been coming back from suspensions and injuries. You look, George Lapsley's just come back, played fantastic yesterday. Stephen Quinn just come back. You could tell we've missed him. Uh, Harry Charlesley, been missing, come back, done all right, not bad. Um, and it's just so frustrating when we've not got these players, but you just know that they can make a difference. And you think Tyree Sinclair maybe slightly been off the pace recently, has he been given a chance? I don't think he's been given enough of a chance compared to what he did last season. But we still know that we can rely on him. Yes, we brought him on a little bit later, um, like we usually do. And But he, he did a job when he came on. He just made a bit of a nuisance. You know, getting the ball into, like, just 
get the ball upfield, get it as far away from that goal as possible. It was just stick it up the jumper and sit on it in the corner. It, it was just that sort of mentality when he came on. And But that's the job that we needed. That was the the mindset that we needed was just get it as far away from that goal as possible. Yes, we're solid at the back at the moment, touch wood, but it was just get get rid of it, get it gone, get it out of the way and just deal with it further up the pitch. And, the, and, and then same when Will Forrester came on. Yes, he only played for about a minute, two minutes tops, but same again, he had to come in and we were under the cosh at that point. When he came on, we were just defending and we were just holding on for those last couple of minutes and he didn't whilst Forrester didn't in the grand scheme of the game didn't do that much. He came in and he was part of the back line that that held out. And I think we played on played on like six or seven plays across the back for the last five minutes. It was just it was nuts to watch, but it was just like you just know that these players, yes, they've uh, like obviously O'Toole's only just come in and Forrester's um made his, his first few minutes but everyone's got that common goal and it was just to win that game and just having the right mentality to go in and just be like you know what we're just gonna see this game out we're gonna cause a cup set and we're gonna get his name into into round two and even like a full-time whistle Tyree Sinclair had only been on the pitch for less than 10 minutes but he was getting it full on good and when it went full-time whistle went it's like a player that's only just come on the pitch and he's just like just that that full of confidence at the minute. And it's just great to see that the team have got that bit of a bounce to them at the moment. Gain it the good and I've missed Cam on this podcast. Some of his common phrases actually. <coughs> uh, also cup set. What a uh, what a media based phrase. You can tell you're doing a, a media like football media based course. It's the most like tabloid esque phrase ever what's wrong with upset or cup upset why does it need to be why does it need to be merged why does it need to be cup set oh i'm having at the minute do you know what i'm having at, at, at the minute a crant a craig rant there you go moving swiftly on uh let's uh go back to some more of the comments uh right uh kieran sorry says they were all fantastic yesterday not one i didn't th- uh, think Pulled their weight. The crowds were amazing yesterday too. Uh, Rod says scoring goals uh, is key. If John Joe can do a job with Faz, that releases Hawkins to go and score goals. You've got to be uh, more progressive in getting up the table. Slightly disagree on that one-ish because Hawkins is a big part of keeping us solidified um, at the back. And I think Reese Oates is doing enough himself at the minute. But who knows, come January uh, and come uh, four or five games time, what might happen. Um, Les, uh, sorry, Lewis uh, says, uh, this should give the players some confidence for league uh, and hopefully we can push the playoffs, maybe even the automatics. Uh, Richard says, next four games, Stevenage, Scunthorpe, Sutton and Crawley, we could take points from all four. Uh, Roger says... um, uh, Hawkins was primarily brought to the club as a striker, though. Let him do it, I'd say, but it's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's an opinions-based show. That is what we're here for uh, as well. Um, Andy says, winning breeds confidence. You could see how much the players enjoyed the win at the end, uh, same as we all did. Um, and Jim says, Hawkins is probably the best centre-back in League <laughs> 2. Yeah, absolutely. I think Clough uh, said that. i tell you what, actually, somebody needs to take Nigel Clough's temperature after yesterday's game, Cam. Do you know why? Why? He never mentioned Perch. 
There it is. Never mentioned Perch in his post-match interview. So there you <laughs> go. So there you go. Uh, let's uh, turn our attentions now, though, to Tuesday night. We'll also be um, <clears throat> revealing the winners of our Clough quiz, the Cluffcast quiz from earlier in uh, in the week. Um, we'll be giving away a mug to three of you guys who finished in our top three um, quiz listeners. Um, first, though, let's turn our attentions to Tuesday night and the dead rubber, which is the Papa John's trophy. Um, only blocks A to D. Looks like he'll be open, Clive, uh, for that one. A small crowd, not expecting many to come in. But Nigel Clough pretty much says that everybody that didn't start yesterday, there or thereabouts, will play on Tuesday, which is what you'd expected. And it's a big opportunity um, for the likes of um, Will Forrester. Uh, for the likes of Ryan, Ryan Burke, James Clark, um, you know Sinclair, Law, etc., um, to come in to make sure that they're still in the manager's thoughts and for people to get uh, some much-needed minutes under the belt. Maybe even Kel Gordon as well, who didn't travel um, yesterday, and, and possibly uh, Jordan Bowery as well. Big opportunity for some players in a dead rubber. But I still expect... Um, the stags to uh, to play with the same energy and um, desire that they that they have done for the last two games because winning breeds confidence regardless of the eleven you put out on the field and ten grand. Yeah, it's a dead rubber, and I've never been a big fan of the top competition. But that aside, I think there's a lot of value into in tomorrow's game, uh, Tuesday's game, because uh, I think there's a lot to be seen, and uh, there, these fringe players need to be given uh, pitch time. And this is a perfect way of doing that because they're all they're all wanting to play, um, and they need to be given the opportunity, and at least it'd be the opportunity to be seen to be good enough to get into the side. Also, there's another factor: Newcastle have got a new manager called Eddie Howe. He's going to want to look at those players as well. So, I think there's a bit more interest in this game than there might have been, mm. and um, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, there'll be enough people there to give a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, and we'll be sat enough close enough to Mr. Wilson's PA box to shout exchanged every time that there's a substitution in the second half to bring a bit of banter to the occasion. You're going to let him off, have to let him off that one, you know. You can't keep rubbing that one even. I know I will eventually, but he, he loves it. Like, he loves like it. me, as an old gentleman, you should respect him. I do. He's, that's why he's called Sir Alan Wilson. Don't start on Great me. Well, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you start coming back on here and start giving it some. Just because you... <laughs> Just because we've won a couple of games, you've decided to creep back from the from under the woodwork and you know use Sky Plus to, to watch Hollyoaks and not watch it live. Don't you start as well. Um, seriously though, Cam, uh, obviously Tuesday I'm night. A virgin. Well, so have Let's I, go. and that's why. I'm, so have I, and that's why both of our internets are, are, are picture connections woeful. Go, we need to go back to Sky. Shocking. Anyway, uh, moving swiftly on um, to Tuesday night camp. Like Clive said, big opportunity for a handful of players to uh, to knock on Mr. Clough's door and keep them uh, uh, keep keep themselves in his eye. Yes. And yeah. I, um, oh, is it my turn? Is it is it um, uh, the I ginger like, ranger? I said, I said, which one's that? I said, like Clive said, Cam. So it's oh, camp. it's my fault. Old ears. I can, sorry. Old hearing. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm still I'm still injured from can I just say I'm still injured from yesterday when we're in the car park at the Stadium of Light after the game and that camera crew came to started to interview you cam clocked them he clambered over me to get out of the car I've still got bruises on my chest put a Did camera in, come with a camera in front of me goes all do lally anyway carry on too right Did you do um, that, you that camp shocking no of course I didn't um Maybe. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because the yes, it's a dead rubber, but we've yeah, we've got players coming back into contention for for first team first team places, and and we've got players that we need still need to really see. Yes, O'Toole played fantastically yesterday, but it's the first time we've seen him properly. Say say with Forrester, saw him a brief cameo appearance, but we need to see him properly. Uh, Cal Gordon, obviously. Didn't didn't did he travel? Didn't travel with the team at all, did he? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in the squad. So, don't know what that is. Is it a bit of a niggle? Is it just a we're going to leave him out so we can bring other players? Um, we don't know. Say, uh, and it'll be a decent chance to to let others have a run at George Shelby. Obviously, being a bench warmer all season, being number two goalkeeper. Um, Tyrese Sinclair has not really had a sniff recently, other than the last seven minutes coming on in the, the 83rd minute consistently. Um, so it'd be nice to see players that, that, that don't usually get a chance and, and just to really showcase what, they, what they're what they able to do because, yes, yes, it's a, a, a Newcastle under-23s team, but these under-23s teams usually have uh, some go about them and actually decent players. You look at the... the um, the Papa John's Trophy from last season when we got hammered by Man City. Mm. It's the perfect example. It's like, you, you never know. They could be the next world beaters in that squad. So, you get chance to, to watch them play and and it's just an excuse to go to the football, really. Yes, it's it's a dead rubber, but why not? It's, it's a perfect opportunity to go and see sort of like the younger players get their chance to play. You'd imagine that Jason Law will play, um, then maybe a couple of the youth team lads um, will play as well. Uh, obviously, the youth team uh, doing quite well at the moment. Uh, got through the the uh, FA Cup uh, clash on, on Thursday night, so they might, a couple of them might play. You never know. So, it's yeah, always worth going these games. Yeah, on that, one name that I'm particularly looking forward to potentially seeing, Clive, is James Gale. We mentioned him a few uh, weeks or so ago when he first signed. You know, he signed from a, a non-league side, didn't he? And, and certainly impressed. He's been on the bench uh, a couple of times for the first team. He was on the bench again, uh, um, you know, the, the other week. Um, he's obviously not come on yet, but it's a perfect sort of game for him. And he seems to have really impressed uh, Clough since uh, coming in. So it could be interesting to see whether he's prepared, preferred to maybe the likes of Jordan Barry. Because obviously, you know, there is nothing on the game. And there is, with us, you know, not having anything riding on the game in terms of qualification and potential future income, there is absolutely no sense whatsoever in risking any senior, senior first team players in that fixture. No, although he did say everybody who was on the bench would play. Um, perhaps that's a bit of a generalisation then, because I, I agree with you. I think you've got, they've signed Gale for a reason. Let's have, let's have him play. Um, mm. we've, not, we've only seen a snippet of him, haven't we, so far this season. And uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity, to, if he's fit, perfect opportunity for him to show. Uh, something you guys haven't mentioned, says Paul, is that Nottingham Forest are interested in Mansfield's youth goalkeeper Owen Mason. Yes, of course, this has popped up on uh, a rumours Twitter, hasn't it, over the last couple of days? The uh, Stag's third choice keeper. He may even get a, a bit of a run out on uh, on Tuesday. We're not sure. Probably will be George Shelby, um, though, on that one. But uh, yes, uh, very. There's a big irony in that, isn't there? There is. There is indeed. <laughs> 
uh, with Shelby, of course, being on loan from Nottingham Forest and uh, Mason being eyed by Nottingham Forest. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm looking forward to it all the same. Uh, FA Cup-wise, let's just round up on yesterday's game, though, Cam. Um, into the round two draw. Draw takes place tomorrow night. Uh, I believe Mansfield are born number two. Please anyone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, right. I'm going no, to right. go, go through the results in a second. In fact, I'll go through the results now and then we can have a little look at who we might potentially uh, fancy in um, round two. For me, um, it's uh, any um, it's any home draw, really. Well, no, for me personally, it's any away tie that we've not been to, meaning that if there's a replay, I can go to her at home because I keep saying on this podcast, I've not got any leave left this calendar year, so I don't need added on fixtures. Um, but maybe that's a little bit self- selfish of me, Clive. Who knows? Yeah, you have been known. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do, aren't you? You got to do what you got to do. Uh, right. Let's take a little bit of uh, um, uh, a little bit of a look at the fixtures uh, from yesterday and the results uh, from the FA Cup over this weekend. On Friday night, it was Colchester United who progressed over non-league side AFC Sudbury, winning by four goals to nil. Same scoreline between Banbury United and Barrow yesterday. The League Two side, Barrow, uh, with the four goals. One non-league side through to round two is Buxton. They beat York City by a goal to nil, while Yate Town were beaten at home 5-0 uh, by conference side Yeovil. Wigan and Solihull will have to replay after uh, playing out a 0-0 draw. Rotherham 3-0 winners over Bromley. Portsmouth 1, Harrow Borough 0. Port Vale 5, Accrington Stanley 1. Another replay between Northampton and Cambridge. 2 all it finished. Morecambe 1, Newport 0. MK Dons 2, Stevenage 2. Of course, we go to Stevenage on Saturday in the league. Lincoln City 1, Bowers and Pitsy 0. Great gesture from Lincoln um, as well to give Bowers and Pitsy uh, the share of the gate money, uh, share of, more of a share of the gate money for that one. Leighton Orient 1, Ebsfleet United 0, Kingsland Town 0, Warsaw 1, Kidderminster Harriers 1, Grimsby 0, Ipswich 1, Oldham 1, good result for Oldham that one, um, Hazen Yeddy 0, Sutton United 1, Hartlepool 2, Wickham 2, Harrogate Town 2, Wrexham 1, Gateshead 2, Altrincham 2, Fleetwood 1, Burton Albion 2. Great game between FC Halifax and Maidenhead United. FC Halifax winning 7-4 at the Shea. Crew 0, Swindon 3, Crawley 0, Tranmere 1, Chesterfield 3, Southend 1. Charlton 4, Haven't and Waterlooville 0. I don't want Charlton again. Uh, Carlisle 2, Horsham 0. Bradford and Exeter 1 or draw. Borehamwood 2, Eastleigh 0. AFC Wimbledon 1, Geisley 0. Gillingham and Cheltenham, it was a one-all draw. And uh, Scunthorpe uh, nil. Doncaster 1, rounded up yesterday's results. Today, goalless between Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth Argyle. Also a replay needed between Oxford and Bristol Rovers and Bolton and Stockport County. Both games two apiece. One-all between Rochdale and Notts County. Stagsloney, Corey O'Keefe scoring for Rochdale. Interesting to see that he... Uh, played in that one and that we allowed that to happen. Potential move in January for him. Who knows? Shrewsbury uh, 5, Stratford 1 at Stratford. And finally, St. Albans City 3, Forest Green Rovers 2. Plenty of cup upsets or in uh, media speak, cup sets. Some good score lines uh, there. Who do you fancy in round two then, Cam? Who are you, gonna, uh, who are you wanting to see the Stags draw out? Uh, someone from the non-league at home. 
or uh, I agree with Richard in the comments, uh, Rotherham Wednesday or Doncaster, because for the same reasons, I can walk to Hillsborough, literally can walk. Uh, yeah, Rotherham, that tends to happen when you guess, learn when you're younger. You can put one foot Rotherham, in the other. Rotherham. Rotherham's another one. I can just get on the tram straight outside my house. And then Doncaster, less than 20 minutes on the train. So, yeah, any 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 non-league at home or one of those three away, I'll take that happily. Uh, what about you, Clive? What, who would you go for? Anybody but Carlisle and Plymouth away. There we go. I think I'll uh, I'll take that. Uh, are, you, are you taking? Are you wanting a home tie or away tie, or are you not bothered? Not bothered. I enjoy away days. So, I, I mean, no, the I'm idea of playing at home there. is good. Say that again. Would... Sorry. Say that again, Clive. What you were saying. Come. I say I enjoy you. I enjoy away game uh, away games because they're more of an event for me, and I enjoy the the whole the whole package. But I'm I'm probably with Clough in terms of. For progress, it'd be much nicer to get a home tie against somebody. And if we're going to get a home tie, let's get it against a minnow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like uh, like Richard says, Rotherham Wednesday, Doncaster away, anyone like that. Uh, Roger would like St Albans at home. And talking in the goalkeeper situation, Jim says, Forrest can have Bert Steck if they want a keeper. Um, <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Uh, we'll turn our attention to uh, yesterday's man of the match in just a minute. But first, I'm going to reveal the winners of the uh, the club cast quiz, uh, which we sat over the last couple of days or so. Uh, I'm going to test Cam on a few of these questions as well as Evelyn wakes up. Hi, Evelyn. Uncle Craig is here. Uh, don't worry. Please be sick on Cam again. She's it's great. It's no, great. She's asleep. She's just coughing. Oh dear. Oh, please wake up and be be sick all over your dad. Uh, anyway, uh, we asked you 12 questions about the uh, about Nigel Clough's first year in charge of the Stags. I'm going to pick a couple of uh, um, questions out for, for Cam to see if he can answer, and then I'll reveal the winners. Cam, pick a number between 1 and 12. 12. Uh, three players have missed penalties this season. Name them for one point apiece. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Johnson, Hawkins, and Bowery. Three from three so far. Pick a number between one and eleven. Eleven. What is the name of Clough's dog? You're picking the easy questions. Oh, Bobby. Correct. Uh, pick a number between one and ten. I'm trying to get a hard question for him. Ten. Why are you just going down? What you are just going down in that order? All right, Champs Gear, Champs Gear, C H A M P S J E E R is an anagram of which of Clough's squad? Repeat that for me, please. Champs Gear, Champs Gear, C H A M P S J E E R. Marek Steck. <laughs> he's got no idea. He's, he's absolutely. Time out. Time out, yeah. Uh, James Perch was the answer. Uh, Clive, pick a number between one and nine for Cam to answer. This is the last one. Three. Two. What, two. Three. So, did you say two, was it? Two, two, two yes, yeah. two. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, Cam, to uh, be named the ultimate quiz when you've got to get this question absolutely correct. Um, question one was, against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? The answer would be, Cam? Forest Green. No, Scunthorpe United. Come on, no, you, oh. no, you in in the cup. Come on, no, you, 
Now your games. Guys, it's in pop cup. It don't count. Hang on. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does count. Bring this to an end, Craig, because he's rubbish. Yeah, I know. I just want to see. Hang on. Oh, move on, Craig. Move on. Well, question two would have been name all the players, but Cam's ruined it by having to plug his charger in. Um, Anyway, uh, you all know the answers because we gave them out. No, you can't. Too late. Three winners. Go on. I'll give you. I'll give you ten seconds. What? Do 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 do. Not enough. Not enough time. Right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to reveal the winners for you guys. You guys got involved. Lots of you getting involved. Thank you to every single one of you who uh, took the time to get involved with the Cluffcast quiz. It's certainly something we're going to put online and uh, do a little bit more of, whether it's the stag-related one or whether we all do a virtual one uh, all together. We'll definitely do a quiz in the future. But the winners uh, in third place was Steve Yulley. Well done to Steve. Uh, You scored uh, out of a possible... 30, you scored 15. So well done to you, Steve. Uh, in second place with 19 points was Chris uh, Chris Ellison. Well done to, to you. And the winner of the Cluffcast quiz uh, with 22 was Greg Taylor. Mugs on the way to all of you. Look out for an email in your inbox. Very quickly, because we've run over time, uh, Clive, your man of the match from yesterday? Well, there were, every player deserved merit yesterday. I'm going to pick four out for mentioning. They are Quinn, Oates, I'm going to pick five out. <laughs> Quinn, because of his passion. Oates, because of his work rate. Charlesley, because of his uh, influence. Um, um, uh, and uh, Hewitt, because I thought it was his best game since he's been playing for us. Um, but all of those just shaded by my choice of Lapsley. Uh, Cam, what about you? Who are you going to go for? Uh, Honourable mentions, yeah, pretty much the same. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with uh, Hewitt, to be fair. He absolutely quality um wasn't really ever dispossessed didn't particularly lose many headers and one of the blocks that he made in the second half was mm. absolutely fantastic three men on the far post and he gets in front of the shot and he just yeah would bishop have saved it quite possibly anyway had it have got through him but just throwing his body at it just getting anything off it on it just to get rid of the ball it Absolutely fantastic, and that's just the the passion and desire that we needed at the moment. And it, it, it's may, it maybe been missing from his game for the for the last uh, few weeks, but it is slowly improving. And I, yeah, like Clive said, I think he's had his best game for Mansfield so far. Annoyingly, I find myself uh, agreeing with Cam, which is a horrible way to end this podcast. Uh, Cam, thanks very much for your time. Clive, thanks very much for your time as well. We'll hopefully see you two uh, again in the week. That, though, is uh, all that we've got time for on this week's uh, Mansfield Matters podcast. Socking. That's socking. Sorry, mate. I just haven't got all day. Mansfield Town, then. 1-0 winners away at Sunderland into round two of the FA Cup. Who will the Stags get to in round two. You'll find out tomorrow night in the uh, FA Cup draw. Fingers crossed, it's an easy enough tie to see the Stags progress. Mansfield back in action on Tuesday night as they welcome Newcastle under-23s in the Papa John's trophy. Can they get a win and £10,000 in that one? Who knows? All that matters is the Stags keep winning and keep that momentum going. Steve Nidge in the league on Saturday. Join us again in the week for another podcast. For now, though, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. Yes, I forgot to do the lessons. Who cares? We'll do them again in a week. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? I'll say it, and Sunderland Fan TV won't cut it out, because Manfield matters.
We'll see you next time. Up the stags. It does happen sometimes, you know. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.